Learn Persian with Cheyenne Conversation, Lesson 51. Hello and welcome to Learn Persian with Cheyenne Conversation, the podcast for anyone looking to learn conversational Persian. My name is Leila and I'll be your teacher for the course. And my name is Matt and I will be learning Persian along with you. Cheyenne Conversation will teach you conversational Persian in weekly lessons of about 15 minutes each. If you know anything about Iranians, they don't do anything without first grabbing a cup of tea, or as they call it, chai. So pour yourself a cup and join us in learning the Persian language. Hello and welcome back to Chai and Conversation. And welcome back to us as well, Matt. Yes, welcome. We've been on a long hiatus, probably our longest one yet. There's been a lot going on for the Chai and Conversation team. To begin with, actually, I want to introduce our newest team member, Chadwick. Salam, Chadwick. Salam. If you've emailed us lately, you might have received a reply from Chadwick. He's been working with us behind the scenes for over two years now, so we thought it was about time to introduce him on air. Chadwick, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role on Chai and Conversation? Sure. I'm Chadwick. I work as a web developer here in Austin. I love working with computers, but also have a big interest in culture and languages. Great. And to add to that a bit, Chadwick does a lot of the back-of-the-house things that make Chai and Conversation run smoothly. He redeveloped our entire website, remastered the sound on all of our episodes, was instrumental in a lot of new features on the podcast, among other things. So anyhow, Chadwick, though you've been here for a while, welcome to the team. Happy to be here. And Matt, just a quick update. You've been busy with quickly growing baby Kimia and med school. Have I left anything else out? That's about it. Those two things take up a lot of my time these days. Oh, and we also move cities and houses. That's right. Matt and Laudan and baby Kimia are now living in Dallas and just moved to a new home. And you also have a big update. True. I got married last May. I wrote several blog posts about Iranian weddings, so hopefully you all had a chance to look at those. But anyhow, that's been quite an introduction. I do want to note one last thing. We've gotten a lot of feedback from listeners that our introductions tend to be a bit wordy. So from now on, we'll leave the intro music and an introduction to the unit on the first lesson of the unit. After the first lesson of the unit, we'll dive right into the lessons from the beginning, so you won't have to fast forward all the time. If we have any news or updates, we'll add them in a special news podcast between the lesson episodes. So at long last, Matt, are you ready to jump back in and learn some Persian? Ready. Great. Then let's go ahead and begin to learn Persian with Chai and Conversation. So lesson 51 is the first lesson of unit 6 of Chai and Conversation. As we've said before, language is all about communication, and one of the most important parts of communication is cultural understanding. For this reason, we're devoting the next 10 lessons to Persian culture and the vocabulary that goes along with cultural topics. A couple of years ago, we got a group of friends together to record a video about the Persian custom of tarof. Matt, can you explain tarof as you understand it? Well, it's a code of politeness in Persian culture. Or I guess you could say the code of etiquette. Exactly. It's how you engage with other people in social situations. So if you haven't seen the YouTube video we made about this topic, go to the Lesson 51 page on our website, and you'll see a link to it there. 
So we want to begin this unit by going over some of the vocabulary you need to navigate situations you find yourself in with other Iranians when Taruf is in play. So first, the concept of th- itself is called Taruf. Taruf. Exactly. So formally, the word is pronounced Taruf with the stop in the middle of the word. Taruf. But colloquially, it's simply pronounced Taruf. Taruf. So you said taruf is a code of politeness, and that's a great way to describe it. It's basically the way Iranians interact with one another, regardless of age, social standing, gender, etc. It's a kind of extreme form of politeness, which you'll see in some examples I'm about to tell you. People have mixed feelings about the concept of taruf. Some people say it's too extreme, and some people think it's disingenuous. But here in American culture, for example, you could equate it to, say, southern hospitality. It's just cultural codes that everyone learns and knows to abide by. So one common situation you'd encounter taruf in Iranian culture is when you're visiting someone's house. The host will show his or her hospitality in the form of taruf. So often, the first thing the host will do is insist that you as a guest eat or drink something. The most common offering, of course, is chai. So as we learned in Lesson 13, the host will almost immediately ask the guest, Chai mikhori? Do you remember what this means, Matt? It means, will you have tea? Exactly. So it literally means, will you eat tea? But in Persian, eat and drink are the same word. So Matt, you remember the answer for this question from the video. When a host asks you if you'd like something to eat or drink, what would you invariably answer? Na merci. Exactly. Na merci, or no thank you. This is your way of being polite and respectful of your host. You're saying that you aren't there to eat or drink, but rather you're there to visit the host. In Iranian culture, the host has to offer you something, whether or not they have time to visit with you or want to go through the trouble of getting you something. So it's your job as the guest to refuse their offer. If you don't refuse and immediately accept, it's seen as rude. It's as simple as that. This is different than in American culture where really you only offer something if you mean it and you accept it if you want it. American culture is much more direct. So again, the host will ask, chai And the guest answers, na merci. So what if the host actually intends to give you something to drink? They'll offer again, and again. And you have to insist, na merci. This usually goes on two or three times until either the host forces a cup of tea on the guest, or the guest makes an excuse and runs for it. So now that we've gone over this scenario, let's go over a few different ways to refuse that cup of tea, whether or not you want it. So again, there's na merci. Na merci. You could also use another word for a thank you we've learned, namnunam. This is a bit more formal and means I'm thankful. So na namnunam. Na mamnunam. As the guest, you could also insist to the host that you don't want to trouble them. You do this by saying zahmat nakish. Zahmat Nakesh. And this means don't go through the trouble, and it's the informal way of saying it. The word, the word zahmat means trouble, and it's used a lot in Taruf scenarios. So don't go through the, through the trouble. Zahmat nakesh. Zahmat nakesh. And the formal would be zahmat nakeshin. Zahmat nakeshin. And the host response to that could be zahmati nist. Zahmati nist. This means it's no trouble. Zahmati nist. Zahmati nist. Let's go through these responses again so we can get them down. So a very simple response to the question, would you like tea, is 
No, thank you. Matt, what's a simple way of saying this? Na merci. Exactly. Na merci. We learned a second way of saying no thank you, and that is... Na mamnunam. Great. Na mamnunam. In addition, you could tell your host, please don't go through the trouble. You say that using the words zahmat nakesh. Zahmat nakesh. And that's informal or zahmat nakeshin. Zahmat nakeshin. For the formal. And in response to this, this host can insist zahmati nist. Zahmati nist. So now let's go through a typical dialogue visiting a host house and being offered some chai using vocabulary we just learned along with a couple new phrases. I'll start. Salamat khoshamadi. Chai mikhori? Na, kheli mamnunam. Chera, bara chai biyaram. Na, merci. Zahmat nakesh. Taruf nakon. Zahmati nist. Na be khoda. Lutfan beshin. Befarma, in ham chai. Bah, bah, kheli mamnun. Okay, great. Hopefully you got the general idea of this dialogue. So basically, I start off by saying, Salam, Matt, Khosh Amadi. We've covered this phrase before. It means welcome. Khosh Amadi. Khosh Amadi. And then I ask, Choi Mikhori? Choi Mikhori? Which we know means, do you want tea? And Matt, you replied, Na, Khayli Mamnunam. Na, Khayli Mamnunam. Next, I say, Chera, Bara Choi Biaram. Now, the word chera we learned a little while ago. It's a positive response to a negative sentence. So it means yes when responding to a negative. Chera. Chera. And I insist, barat chai biaram. Barat is the word for you. Barat. Barat. And chai biaram means bring you tea. So I'll bring tea for you. Barat chai biaram. I'll bring tea for you. Barat. Choi biaram. Barat choi biaram. You respond by saying, Na merci, zahmat nakesh. Na merci should be really clear by this point. Na merci. Na merci. Meaning, no thanks. And zahmat nakesh, don't go through the trouble. Zahmat nakesh. Zahmat nakesh. And here, the tarof dance continues as I completely call you out on tarofing. I say, tarof nakon. Tarof nakon. And this literally means, don't taruf. So here, I'm acknowledging the fact that you're tarofing, that you do indeed want tea, and I ask you not to taruf with me. So I say, taruf nakon. Taruf nakon. And I respond to your zahmat nakish by saying, zahmati nist, or it's no trouble. Zahmati nist. Zahmati nist. Matt insists one last time, almost pleading with me by saying, Na bechoda. Na bechoda. Which literally mean, means no for God, which is the equivalent to no for the love of God. Just like in Western culture, Iranians use these types of almost religious phrases as a figure of speech, and they're usually secular in nature. But he's getting desperate here, saying na bechoda. Na bechoda. Which is like no for the love of God. And he concludes by saying lotfan beshin. Lotfan Beshin. Which means please sit. Lotfan Beshin. Lotfan Beshin. In the end, I bring tea and Matt happily accepts it and we have a supposedly lovely time afterwards catching up. 
in this dialogue example, I, the host, really wanted Matt to stay. And you could tell this because I was so insistent. What if I was actually really busy and didn't have time for Matt for t- to stay for tea? Or if I didn't really feel like making tea? Well, in the tradition of Tarof, I offer the tea no matter what. And I'm just a little bit less insistent and eventually give up. But it would be rude for me not to offer, just as it would be rude for Matt to accept my offer immediately. Now, what ultimately is the point of all this? Well, as we said in the beginning, Tarof is a way of showing respect. The host is offering something in order to serve and respect the guest. The guest is in turn refusing the offering in order to make it clear that he or she is only there to see the host, not to take anything from the host. So again, to our Western or American sensibilities, the concept of tarof, of denying what you really want or offering what you necessarily don't want to give, might seem disingenuous at worst or a waste of time at best. There are a lot of Iranians who feel this way as well. But I have to tell you, I kind of disagree with this notion and have sort of a soft spot in my heart for Tarof. Lately, I've been a kind of advocate for Tarof and have even given some interviews about it. To me, being raised in Texas for most of my life, it's a lot like our codes of Southern hospitality. It's a roadmap for communication that helps people navigate through different social situations. It might be tricky at first, but once you understand it, it becomes like second nature to you. So I think this is a good point to stop at. We've given you a little intro to the concept of Tarof, and for those of you new to the idea, it's a lot to take in. If you haven't seen our video about Tarof yet, be sure to check it out as soon as possible. There's a link to it at chaiandconversation.com slash lesson51. You'll also find links there to a few articles Layla's been interviewed for about the concept of Tarof. We'll explore this idea further in Lesson 52, And until then, Khoda Hafez from Leila. And Be'omide Didar from Matt.